Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Three and Out with John Middlecoff of the Colin Coward Podcast Network. I'll be coming to you live all week in Indy at the NFL Combine. I talked to Howie Roseman today. You'll hear him coming up a little bit later. For those that don't know, Executive Vice President, I call him the GM. Uh, he runs the Eagles, and he, he's a Super Bowl champ. He was in a uh, in a great mood. He, he was really good today. That's as good as you're gonna get him for sure. I mean, he's the uh, they call him the Billy Bean, the Daryl Morey of of the NFL. Except he, he's got a Super Bowl championship. I will be talking to Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, tomorrow, and we'll just be talking a lot about about the NFL Combine. I remember the first time I came, I was working in the league, I was a scout, and even though you're working in the league, you're still kind of starstruck when you get to this thing. I remember walking into an elevator and just seeing Jerry Jones, and just today, you just yesterday when I checked in, you, you walk around, there's Jason Garrett walking by you. Today, basically, half the head coaches in the league were around, and they all seem like a lot of the guys that I worked with in Philly. From I saw Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott. Matt Nagy, I'll come from that Andy Reid tree. I, I got a recommendation for anyone in the NFL. Try to get hired onto an Andy Reid staff because that will equal a head coaching job. But, I mean, and here's the other thing with the, with the Andy Reid tree, guys, and we'll talk to Matt Nagy tomorrow. They are all just fantastic humans. I mean, Sean McDermott was – I just saw him in the hallway. He kept asking about me. It's like, bro, I want to know about you. You just made the playoffs first time in, what, like 20-plus years in Buffalo. And, you know, Doug's as nice of a head coach as you'll meet, and same with Matt. But of the head coaches, the one thing that really stood out, and listen, I'm from the Bay Area. I understand just how big of a deal this is. But you you really feel it when you're here. John Gruden's back, and he is a rock star. Anywhere he goes, people are lined up 20 deep. And, you know, probably 
10 a line of 10 so you were talking a ton of people to hear him talk everything he says is just going to be nitpicked with a fine tooth comb everyone wants to talk about him in a league where like I said Doug Peterson just won the Super Bowl and if the two guys walked into a room Doug and and John Gruden just naturally people just kind of go over to Gruden I mean it's pretty wild and it's the first time I've really experienced it in person uh, seeing him, I've, I've been at games when he's been calling the Monday Night Football game, but to see him back in a Raiders polo, to just see the power. Again, there are a ton of head coaches today. Doug Marone was walking around here, Bill O'Brien. They're just kind of a de- different aura when Gruden walks walks in the room. I mean, he, he, he's a rock star. Now, the guy that kind of looks like a rock star, in fantastic shape, and just looks like he's ready to hit the town, Sean McVay. Uh, but again, it just feels a little different when he walks in, and I think that's going to be a a storyline really all off season. People peppering him with questions. Uh, he hasn't been coaching in nine years. You, you kind of heard it today. How is he going to transition back? He, he's not definitely not happy with the rules. I mean, how would he? The rules have dramatically changed since he last time. Co- I mean, think about this: the last time he coached, iPads did not exist. Now most players watch all their film and coaches on an iPad, especially when they're in their, on the road or at their house. Unless you've seen Tom vs. Time, he has like a 30-year-old computer he's using. But it, it's he, he's a walking rock star, and, I mean, the Raiders have been relevant the last couple years, but when you see John Gruden, and I, I would imagine the Raiders are going to get some primetime games, he is going to be one of the... I was around when Harbaugh was around. Now, again, I'm not equating this to wins and losses. I don't know if he'll win. I don't know if he'll lose. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be fascinating to see. But I remember now Jim had won to become this rock star, but he became this character. It was Jim Harbaugh. And he walked in the room. It just had a different feel. And I've been around. I see it now with Kyle Shanahan. I've been in the room. Andy Reid, he's a big dude, but he's also got a big presence. There's something when John... Uh, or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, walked in a room, and you kind of feel that with Gruden. Now, can he coach or not? Can he adapt to the game? It's going to be fascinating to see, but I'm telling you, I got a pretty good feel for when a dude walks in the room and it's big, and it just feels different, right or wrong. Uh, and I, I've, I've felt this. I, I've been at Golden State Warriors game back when Miami Heat came and LeBron was there. It just felt different. Gruden, and again, I don't know if he's going to win. I, I would actually be a little hesitant to say it's going to be He'll ever earn that $100 million contract, but it's going to be a big deal. Let's talk about the biggest story so far, I I think, at the Combine with the actual players that are going to be participating. And it was when the news came out, what's today, Wednesday, so it would have been, I think, Monday, that Sam Darnold will not throw at the Combine, which your first reaction as as any fan, that sucks. (laughs) I I mean, that really sucks. And, And really my first thought and the... The thing that I've continued to think about in the last couple days, my favorite player in this draft, just as a player, I'm not talking about the total package, just in a vacuum talent, is Josh Rosen. He plays the most important position, and he's the most talented player. Now, there are question marks about his personality. I I don't know enough about that in terms of I don't know the kid. Uh, What I've heard secondhand, some people don't like him. And, you know, when I was doing this, some players I didn't like that turned out fine. So I'm not going to totally crush him for that because when I, when I looked at the UCLA program, I, I saw a head coach that was over his head, talent around him that was beyond terrible. The defense was atrocious. And uh, I watched the kid continue, especially in 2017, 
give a team a chance that had no business winning any games, win five or six games. I mean, without Josh Rosen, they're, they're a, they don't win a game. He, he was really that important. I, I'm a big Josh Rosen guy. So the moment I saw that Sam Darnold is out, and I like Sam Darnold too, I would to me, if those guys don't go one and two, I would not only be a little shocked, I, I would think whatever the picks are are wrong. Cleveland needs a quarterback. Uh, listen, I, I don't think you can go wrong. Rosen clearly has the higher ceiling. I think Darnold, worst case, turns into an Alex Smith-like player, which by no means that used to be a negative thing, but it's not anymore. That's If you have Alex Smith for 10 years, you're in pretty good shape. You might not win a Super Bowl, but you're going to be pretty competitive. So if those guys don't go 1-2 with two teams that desperately need a quarterback, and this notion that the Giants might pass on a quarterback for a 38-year-old stiff, I mean, God love Eli. I love everything he stands for, but he can't play anymore. So if you're going to pass on one of these two guys, I, I think it would be a grave, a massive mistake. And I, I think when the dust settles, I, I think those two quarterbacks go one and two in, in some order. But Darnold's not throwing. I think this is the opportunity for Rosen to steal the show. He has a better arm just when you put the two of them on the field together just naturally. Now Sam's just going to be standing there on, on the side. Really the most important thing for Josh is going to be these personal interviews, but y- you and I aren't going to be able to see those. We'll hear rumors, and it'd be hard to tell what's true or not, but we will get to see him throw laser beams. And he's going to be sitting right next with Josh Allen. Now, listen, I would not take Josh Allen in the first round. That's not my cup of tea. Inaccurate quarterbacks that have never won, that come from smaller programs, that ain't my style. But I will not dispute he has an absolute cannon. You know, and I think Mayock this week compared him to Jamarcus Russell in terms of arm talent. Well, so just that alone on the field you're going to see Rosen right next to Allen throwing or at least like one guy's going to throw and then a couple you know reps later the other guy's going to throw you're going to get to watch one ball and watch the other and I think Rosen his ball might not have the arm power like if Josh Allen is throwing 100 miles an hour if we equate it to baseball Rosen's probably throwing 95 96 but I'll tell you 95 96 looks pretty good and I, I think he's going to look better just naturally throwing it than Baker Mayfield, who, again, I, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I think Baker Mayfield's a first-rounder. Lamar Jackson, we can talk about that all day. We'll get into that a little later. But I, I think Rosen really has an opportunity with Darnold not throwing. And, I, you know, whenever I hear he's not throwing, I always give the potential for the kid because typically it's not his thought. Because Sam Darnold's first thought wouldn't be, I don't want to throw at the combine. People tell him that. And he listens. You know, his representation, who, whoever his agent is, whoever his trainer is. Uh, but sometimes the juices get flowing, and I hope that happens. I'm not betting on it, but I don't think it's 100% set in stone that all of a sudden Darnold's just not throwing. We, we've seen it before. Baker Mayfield a couple weeks ago wasn't supposed to play in the game. Now his mom was sick of the senior bowl. Well, his juices got flowing, and he ended up playing, and he ended up starting the game. Right? These guys are competitors. They, they want to play. And I'm really looking forward to watching Rosen on the field on Saturday just throwing dimes. And I'm telling you, if his interviews, if he can just go to the top two teams, the Browns and the Giants, and just dispel some of this notion, and uh, I guess the rumors are, are is the wrong term because when you go into schools, you're not getting rumors. You're typically getting somewhat of the truth, not, not all of it. And you have to kind of dive into it and decipher what is true and false, but you get a pretty good idea. So he needs to make them confident that what they've heard, positive or negative, 
they'll be comfortable. And I think it all starts because at the end of the day, for as much as we talk about the off-the-field crap, character, all that BS, it's about playing on the field. And if you can ball and if you can potentially win games in the NFL at quarterback, people look past all that crap. And at the end of the day, the stuff for Rosen is really more just some people will look at the word arrogance as a positive thing in the league. You have to be arrogant to, to, to line up under center every Sunday with four dudes over 300 pounds or between 250 and 300 pounds running at you. So I, I think he by far had he had the most to gain two weeks ago at the Combine, and now with Darnold not throwing, I think this could become the, the Josh Rosen Combine. Now let's get into the interview I did today with Howie Roseman, my former boss, general manager, I think his official title is executive vice president of the Super Bowl champ, Philadelphia Eagles. Let's take a listen. Welcome to Three and Out, the new podcast with John Middlecoff. I have my first guest, former three boss. And, three and Out. Three and Out. Tell me about the name. You know, Three and Out, Wait, edgy, hey, is we can go is this, four is downs. This gonna be, is this going to be weird when I start asking you questions on your first episode, I, I'm kind of feeling like, see, this is the thing about working together. Like, yeah, I you, feel like I'm always asking you questions. You know some things and, about me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and now you're turning it on me. It's, like, it's, like, it's a weird dynamic here, but it, it's, uh, I, it's your show, John. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm well, back. I'm back. Executive I'm back Vice President. Official title, GM. You know, it's confusing. Yeah. Just, Just call me Howie. Long time. How many combines is this now for you? 19. Damn, 19, that's a lot of that's 19. a lot of combines. Yeah, shoot. Well, uh, yeah. but I saw my. Uh, that, that was I was congr- in terms of my hair, but your your hair, it, it's a look for you. I, I lost it when I was with you. You yeah. saw the transformation. Oh, I, I came. Oh boy! You know it's a funny story. You know, actually, you know what? It, that's... Lost a wallet on a plane and came back with a shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got my hair cut and I looked in the mirror and said it was just time. <laughs> you know? Philly, Philly's a special place, yeah, man. For all hard, of us, it'll harden you it, up. Yeah, well, congratu- oh, congratulations. It will harden you up. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, you know, you can't come through Philly without a little adversity, which both you and I have had. In I know. Philly, yeah. H- have you paid for dinner yet since have the I, Super Bowl victory? I haven't gone out since the Super Bowl victory. How about that? You know, um, it's we came back and um, that first weekend we just kind of slept, and um, the second weekend um, we hung out with the kids. This is the third weekend that we had, and then this weekend uh, my wife and I went away. So I, I was actually just saying that. I have not gone out stopped. in Philly. I went to um, – I have four kids. Did I have four kids when you were in Philly? You had three. three. Right. I have three boys and a girl, and uh, my three boys had a party at a place. If, if I say it, maybe they'll give me, like, yeah, you tokens can say or something. It. So I, I do Grand that all Slam. the time. Yeah, it works. Grand, does it work? Yeah. So this place Grand Slam in, in Philly, and it's, like, batting cages and, like, Nerf guns and um, uh, blazer tag. I, so I went there, and it was the first time I was really out um, in three weeks, just because of schedule, not because I don't want to be out to dinner, because the restaurants in Philly are great. You love eating. But I love eating. I do. And so um, what happened was, like, this guy comes up to me, and he's got, like, tears in his eyes with his son, and he's like, my life will never be the same, Howie. Yeah. My life will be the same. And, like, I, I thought he was, like, kidding with me, you know? Like, I, I, I didn't, like, I thought, I was, like, looking for candy camera. Like, I'm looking around, and I'm like, no, oh, he's serious. He's serious. And then, like, my friend came over and he's like, you're getting this all the time. I was like, I haven't been out. And then it was like four or five guys. And it, it's so unbelievable because that's how much the fo- our football team means to the city of Philadelphia. And you know that. It's just um, it's a special relationship with our city. And there's no people that deserve a championship more than the people in our city. And and when you think about it, like, though, that's what I'm happy about. I'm happy that our city, our fans – um, can never have the dialogue where it's like, well, you're having a good team, but, yeah. but, like, that but's gone. 
I saw Doug say the same thing. Right. He said people have been coming up to him. Sir Mix a lot. When he's been out, people just come up and just start crying. <laughs> they just, cry. I mean, I don't think people, if you've never been to Philly or lived in Philly, right. quite understand the power. I mean, you felt it at that uh, during the Jason Kelsey speech. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, does that sure. does that just get replayed in, in the Novacare Center? <laughs> no, you know, the, the I thing thought about, he handled thing, it pretty well I, until the I end. I would say, and it was you PG, know this, John. PG thirteen. Yeah, that, that, yeah, we all until the end. You know this, like. There, there are no victory laps in the Novacare complex. You know, the, the, we we have to get back to work, and we have a lot of free agents. We don't have the same number of draft picks. Now I'm like churning the tides on this conversation dramatically, but um, so like we're, we're we have to be over because we're behind. Yeah. And you know, I during the playoff you know, run, you're kind of like rotation. We'll, we'll catch up. Yeah. You know, during the playoff run, you're kind of like we'll catch up. And yeah. and then it's like all right, and we're going to Minnesota. Bombs. You're and, like, oh, and, we're going to win this thing. And then and then we're in Minnesota, and we're like, oh, this is going to be great during the week in Minnesota. Like during the day, we'll just grind tape and have meetings and kind of catch up and. Her down not fun. really, yeah, no. not really. Didn't really work that way, but we'll get there. We'll we'll get there, and um, you know, luckily we have a tremendous front office and we have a tremendous scouting staff, and um, those guys have been grinding while you know, coach and I do things like this. So, and a tremendous coaching staff. You, you know, they, they've always compared Billy Beans and the Daryl Morris, but none of those have a championship. You know, and you know there are a lot of similarities. Do you, do you think a market inefficiency in the league, and you've been doing this for a long time because the cap has continued to go up, trading draft picks, especially later round picks, for play, veteran players that are under a bigger contract that most teams, it seems like a lot of teams do that now, just there's yeah. more money? It, it's, it's interesting because uh, I don't think anyone makes a trade, whether they're given the pick or they're getting the pick, feeling like they got the short end of the stick. So. You know, when someone's trading a player, they're doing it for a reason. And and you know that. Like, you, you're going into it and saying, like, they're getting rid of him for a reason. Now, it may be that they don't think they can resign him. You know, maybe because he doesn't fit their scheme. You know, maybe for positive reasons, but there's going to be a reason. So, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, why, why are they getting rid of this guy? And from our perspective, that's the first question before we make any trade. Like, why are they doing this? Because... We're certainly not smarter than anyone else, and we don't pretend to be. And we're, we're not going to be smarter than the guys who have people in their building. So it's just got to be about how that player fits with us, right? And then by the same token, it's got to be like, can we afford to give up another draft pick? And, and certainly the answer to that is no, because yeah. we have no draft picks. But um, <laughs> we continue to do it. So, you know, just kind of roll with it, you know. It's beautiful. What would you say the hardest trade you ever made is? The hardest trade that we ever made. Um, I felt like that Sam Bradford one, just some of your quotes. I remember when that. Yeah, I, th- I kind think. Kind of the back that, and forth. I think that was, but normally it's more about the players that, you know, you you know this. When you draft a player, you, you, they become like your family, and you kind of like, when you trade them, you, you kind of feel like giving up. You know, like trading John Dornboss for us, a guy who um, really, like, well, changed the culture of our team yeah. when we got him and all he wanted to do was win a championship in Philadelphia trading him was emotional you know Sam was hard because of of the message but we knew when you know we traded all those picks for Carson that that day was going to come crazy thing about Dornboss saved his life right the physical I mean it was like almost fate it's was meant to happen you know now now he's got a Super Bowl ring and, I know. you know he's still like the favorite person in Philadelphia yeah. so so stuff like that I think that's the hardest thing you know it's hard to separate the emotions it's, it's hard to separate your connection to people um, and just kind of say hey you know that we're they're just tradable assets 
wish I could. What, what was your emotion when you first got the text or you walked down from the box and Carson, they basically you either got a head nod or the ACL or the first time you heard those three letters, A-C-L? I'll tell you, this is interesting. I don't know that I've ever told this story. So That's um, what we like on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you some. It's your first one. So, um, so um, you know, obviously when our trainer and, and Dom – VP yeah. of security. You know, he's slimming and, down. You know, the, he's not taking that ice cream after dude, uh, dude, Saturday he, night he's meetings. More, he's like, he's like freaking Bruce. Like, you only have to say Dom, and everyone in the National Football League knows. Like, I could talk to people from freaking LA Chargers, and I'll be like, "We have a VP of security." They'll be like, "Dom," you know. Like, he he is like unbelievably well known. Anyway, I digress. So when I see our head trainer and Dom walking into the locker room. I know it's not good. Now, yeah. I'm hoping that because it's our star quarterback that our head trainer's just kind of with them. And so, you know, I, I get the call, and I, I, I basically say, hey, we're not telling anyone. I'm just going to tell Jeffrey, and then let's just hold this for now. And, of course, an hour later, it's, like, out everywhere. But um, but so I do that, and then um, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, I, 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 you know, I drink a lot of water, so yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. And so it's mid-game. I mean, it was in the third quarter, right? Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom, you know, and so – like, I go to the bathroom, and I go to the bathroom at the same time as Joe Buck. And, like, I'm kind of in a fog. Like, I'm half, like, yeah. game, half, like, all right, you know, like, we just got to get focused. Like, this is why Nick's here and all that stuff. And we've lost all these other players for the year. And so Joe Buck, like, he stopped me, and he's like, Howie, you guys are having a great year. It's unbelievable, you know, how your quarterback's playing. And I look up at him like – is he serious right now? Like yeah. he's and, and I don't realize that he doesn't know what I know. He and doesn't realize it's he over. He doesn't realize. Right, yeah. right. He doesn't realize. So that was my first encounter. So Because it looked kind of like a deep bone bruise. If you didn't know that happened a couple plays you know, before, you wouldn't head, know. Yeah. You know what happened. So um, fast forward to championship game week. And um, this, see, it all circles back. So I'm out to dinner with my wife to a place we were 4-0 during the season. So I'm like, we're going here the night before the championship game. And, uh, you know, the championship game is late in the day. And I'm like, I need it anyway. And so Want to get that restaurant there. a free plug? or WM Heron, tremendous. Um, so um, there's a lot of tremendous restaurants in Philly that I also go to. This is not a slight on any other restaurant. He'll eat anywhere. And, uh, <laughs> anywhere, right? Anywhere that's good. So, um, so I go there, and Joe Buck's there. And Joe says to me, he goes, hey, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, we had a weird interaction in that L.A. game. Is it because you knew? And I said, yeah, dude, I knew. And, like, you were the first person to come up to me. And I was just, like, in a fog. And I apologized for that. And he's like, no, you must have been thinking about a lot of things. So in my head, this was a better story than it's coming out to be. But either way. Well, I know you're busy, but I got to, I guess, be a journalist and uh, ask this yeah. Nick Foles. You know, a lot of just my gut feeling from the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, I don't think people realize how much you guys like him, what he means in that building. And it just, I mean, obviously how good he was, th- but as a person. I likes the right word. Yeah. I mean, love now, legend in Philly history. I know that's how you talk to to your your, your women. I like, you know, you won't go love. No, you got to be hesitant with that word. But but, right, you got to be. But like, we love our quarterback room. We love our quarterback situation. And um, there's nothing more important in in this league than that. And that's by design. And um, those guys do an unbelievable job together. And their chemistry is great. And so um, we're very happy to have all. Three of those guys on our team. Well, I'll let you get out of here. Combine number 19, you said, just never ends. I'm getting old. Sooner or later, it'll be combine 35 and then 40. 
Shoot, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to get past. <laughs> Make 19. it OTAs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Shoot, you, you never know in this league uh, how quick the plug can come. You know, John. I know. Uh, I, I do know it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay, congratulations Dr. Mike on that one, Siva. Thank <laughs> See you, you guys for having me. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, Howie was sure in a good mood. I, I don't blame him. He's a Super Bowl champ in a city that was Super Bowl starved. Uh, and now I wouldn't be shocked if Jeffrey Lurie gave him a lifetime contract. But that's about as, as joyful as you'll hear him. Uh, he's probably about to get to back to the grind of watching players and doing contracts and all the stuff that comes along with, you know, running a team. Tomorrow, uh, today I had Howie Roseman. Tomorrow, n- no big deal. Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, personal friend, I'm fired up, member of the Bald Brotherhood. Uh, I really appreciate everyone listening, uh, you know, on the first ever episode, uh, official episode uh, of Three and Out. We're going to keep these bad boys coming as long as I'm at the Combine. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking to Matt Nagy, and uh, I'm glad you guys had a chance to kind of see the light the lighthearted and light side of Howie. I know sometimes you, you get up in the in the in front of all the reporters. You know you get the GM speak, but we're trying to get away from the GM and, and coach speak on three and out, baby. We're, we're trying to get what they're really feeling, what they're really thinking. And I, I know some of these guys. Hopefully they'll let down the guard a little bit. And again, coming Thursday, Matt Nagy. Uh, I'm really fired up. Again, I appreciate everyone listening. Subscribe. If you guys have any questions in iTunes, if you put them in the reviews uh, in upcoming episodes, I will get to your questions. We'll try to have you guys interact, and I'm really looking forward to doing this. And Being being associated with Colin Coward is, is, is absolutely awesome. So let's get it on, baby. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.